The Courage to Lead, episode 161. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Arlen here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having an exceptional week. I'm having a great week, and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest. Please help me welcome Justin Breen. Justin Breen is the founder and CEO of BR Epic Communications. He's over 20 years in the media business, has won dozens of writing and editing awards, and is the author of countless viral stories. With a bachelor's degree of news, editorial, and journalism, he's been a sports editor and the assistant managing editor of the Times of Northwest Indiana, senior editor at dnainfo.com, and now BR Epic Communications. Justin, welcome to the show. Yeah, I was listening to your uh, interview with uh, Jay Franzi. It was a good, uh, you've mentioned the, uh, the Gallup study that 33% of uh, employees are engaged, yeah. uh, only 33%. And my whole life, my whole world is only focusing on folks and collaborating with uh, those that are a hundred percent engaged, a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's an interesting, it's like two different worlds, like 67% not engaged. My whole world is a hundred percent fully engaged. That's excellent. How do you find a hundred percent engaged people? That's gotta be a chore. Yeah. So my directness eliminates non-engaged and attracts fully engaged. Um, there you go. Yeah. It's uh, most folks are living in cost scarcity, cost scarcity world, wasting their time on things that don't. And you're good at helping people uh, eliminate a lot of those things that waste time. Uh, I am full activator, connector, partner with people that don't waste my time. Um, and that just attracts more people that don't waste my time and I don't waste their time. Exactly. No, yeah, I think that's the best way to do it, right? You set the standard and let people meet it or not. That's awesome. Under, yeah, I mean, um, that's, a, that's a great simplification, which is a skill. Simplifying is a skill. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in very grateful two of the top entrepreneurial groups in the world. One is Strategic Coach 10X, and then the, uh, the other is Abundance 360 Summit. And in both of those, it's really talking about being the buyer. Don't sell anything. Just be the buyer. I mean, folks pay my firms invest in my firms for the collaborations and connections, but I'm just buying, hanging out with the people that I want to hang out with. It's very simple. Very cool. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to get into uh, how you got your start, um, your progress through all the different uh, journalism uh, things up into BR Epic Communications. Um, and at some point we'll talk about courage. Courage yep. you found, courage you, uh, you've seen and shown, and uh, leadership, talk about leadership. But before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I ask every one of my guests. Yep. These are questions made famous by the TV show I'm Inside the Actors for these. Studio. I'm prepared. You did? <laughs> All right. Let's dive into them then. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Uh, certainly epic, easily. Excellent. What is your least favorite word? Lazy. Mm. Okay. What turns you on? My wife. Excellent. What turns you off? Boring people. What sound or noise do you love? So, so many of your guests said running water. Uh, I'm a birder, and maybe you can hear it in my backyard, but I like birds chirping. Excellent. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, people complaining. Absolutely. 
Uh, question seven, what is your favorite curse word? R-E-T-I-R-E. -E. <laughs> Excellent. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? There's nothing. I was born to be this person. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Everything else but this. Everything, Everything but this. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? So this is the one I really prepared and thought of the most. So I'm glad you asked it is uh, so God would say your dad is over there. He wants to talk to you. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Justin, we're going to come back. Like I said, we're going to talk about how you got your start, working your way up to where you are now, who you work with, how you help them. And at some point, courage and leadership. All right. And listeners, we'll talk about all of that and more right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Justin Breen. Justin, thanks again for being on the podcast. So did you know from an early age you wanted to be in uh, journalism? You know, I was... I would, like I said, uh, I was, you know, I was born to be this person. Um, I was just born. So I was born with a story. I think everyone is, but they don't know how to simplify it and share it. Uh, I was just born with it. My father was, uh, you know, I asked about heaven. My father was 61 when I was born. My mom was 27. And uh, so my dad would be 106 if he was alive now. Wow. He died when I was 13. And uh, World War II hero came from nothing. World War II hero shot down nine times in combat, many times without a parachute. And, uh, and uh, so he kept a diary of his experiences fighting in the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, which was a very deadly battle toward the end, end of World War II. I found it after he died, uh, and I write exactly like he does. Just boom, 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 boom. Informant, entertain, no fluff, no nonsense, very direct. And so that's my dad. And then, uh, you know, he wound up being an attorney in the Nazi war crimes Nuremberg trials. And, uh, and then my mom, 27, when I was born, so it was late 50s, uh, my dad was driving on the highway, drunk driver hit him head on, mm. drunk driver killed instantly, dad broke every bone in his body, survived, because you don't make excuses, you don't complain, you figure it out, right? So, and then my mom was his nurse, so my mom literally nursed him back to health, saved his life, and uh, most of my days talking to the world's top entrepreneurs, not business owners, not employees, not consultants, just top entrepreneurs on the planet, and I haven't met one person still that has more hustle than my mom ever. So wow. ultimate, ultimate survive and thrive. So here, here I am byproduct wow. of that. So I'm just born here. That is amazing. Very cool. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of editing type jobs and everything like that, you work your way through. I mean, is that something that you enjoy doing? A lot of people kind of find themselves almost accidentally going into editing. You know what I mean? Editing and writing. No, it's interesting. No one's, uh, you know, I've done hundreds of interviews. No one's asked me that. It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. Um, 
So the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary, abundance, investment, mindset, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world. So I'm either, either hanging out with my family or sitting in my backyard or in my house or, or doing that. Um, and so I really enjoy listening to folks and then simplifying their message or editing stories of others and simplifying that message and sharing it with the world. So I've always, I mean, there's no deviation from what I'm doing now through, through both of my companies than what I did as a journalist. There's no deep, you know, it's sharing cool stories with the world uh, about amazing people changing the world. So there's, whether it's editing or writing, no. So, I mean, I've always liked, loved doing it, still do. But it's, I mean, that's, it's an art form to me because so many articles you read, it's just, like you said, it's fluff. It's just words to fill, you know, words right. for words sake. Um, right. It, do you have any writers that you like admire their, their approach to things? Well, you know, the book I'm reading, you know, I, so even though I'm outside, I have books all over the place. So the book I'm reading now, for those who can see, it's the book of joy. So that's by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And the author, I guess, is Douglas Abrams. So that's three. Okay, that's three good. <laughs> those are good ones. <laughs> yeah. Number one, number one is Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for okay. a Meeting. That's number, I mean, if there's something beyond that, I'd like to know. I did just order today another book by um, by a Holocaust survivor. I can grab her name real quick. Uh, hold on. I can find it. Um, oh, here we go. Edith Eva Eger, E-G-E-R. I just ordered that, you know, an hour ago. So that should be coming soon. So I'll read that one. Um, but she was writing about, and again, I hadn't read it, but she writes about there's choices in life. And I know you talk about courage. So most people choose fear and scarcity and, you know. Yeah. People like me, people like you, figure it out. Get back in the plane without a parachute. No. I, I don't know any other way to do it. I mean, to me, that's just always I don't either. kind of the way. I don't understand. So you asked, you know, you started the interview, which was great. Like, how does this happen? How do you, you know, how do you build these companies with no background, no business background? Well, that's why you just, you just attract, you attract other people with courage. That's what it. And the overwhelming majority of society doesn't have courage. They make excuses. And I just don't, like you said, I don't understand it. It doesn't, um, doesn't mean I don't sympathize with it. I just don't understand it. I don't, um, can I, can I share a story with you? So I can, Absolutely. it's, um, my wife and I, we just celebrated, uh, my wife's a human, like the nicest person ever. She's a pediatrician. And then here's me. And then we have a two great kids. So we just celebrated with my amazing wife, uh, our 14th wedding anniversary. We went to, um, went to Turks and Caicos, which was really nice, really nice. And there's three things that happened there. Cause all I, you know, I was born like, this is how I am. I mean, so there were three things that happened, three things. We were there five days. So three major things happened. So that's pretty good for a five day vacation. So one, I was talking to my, uh, when I was getting a massage, I was talking to my masseuse because it's what I, you know, how my brain works. And mm -hmm. she's, uh, again, we're in Turks and Caicos. She is from Indonesia, Bali. She has three young kids. She hasn't seen them in two and a half years, two and mm -hmm. a half years. I asked her what restaurant she goes to because it's a logical question for people there. She's like, I've never eaten out, never eaten at a restaurant here. She lives in a small apartment with three of her quote unquote sister friends. They're all from Indonesia. They're not related, but she calls them sisters because, you know, commonality so she sends all her money back home to her husband and her kids so that's one 
we were on a snorkeling trip. We were on a snorkeling trip with uh, four. Uh, there were a lot of people, but there were four women on there, two sisters and two cousins. And they were celebrating. Uh, celebrating is the wrong word, but they're with uh, one of the women. Her son was killed earlier this year in a road rage. He was 26. And uh, so they were. They were with her to make sure she wasn't alone on Mother's Day. Okay, so we were over there on Mother's Day that around that time. That's th- that's two, and then three. We we're on the cab ride home. Cab ride home, uh, and I was I asked questions, journalists. So I was asking the cab driver how he was doing, and he he uh, he owns three cabs. That's his company, and he said he was grateful to be alive. I go, oh, that's a good answer. And so that's how my brain works. I you know just talk to people. I take these lessons and then learn from it. And the commonality with all three of those folks and all three of those stories is none of those people, no matter the hardships, they did not make an excuse. They didn't complain. Courage. That's what, that's what it is. So, and then I don't know if, I mean, one of them was an entrepreneur, but the others weren't, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur to have courage. It's means you don't make an excuse. Make, don't make an excuse. Well, no. And the giving into the fear, giving into the excuses is easy, you know, I mean, we all feel fear. I feel fear when I'm starting a new business or something like that. You, how could you not? But you just set your mind that I'm going to do this. No excuse. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So my litmus test, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm glad you cited that survey because 67% are the non-engaged uh, or the actively disengaged where they're trying to right. harm the company. I thought that was very interesting. Not surprising because I saw it when I was, I guess, an employee. I saw it. But um, that's the excuse. And then even the ones that are engaged, most I mean, most make excuses I, because that's what happens. Sure. So my litmus test is my dad who gets into a plane without a parachute. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my mom, uh, my, you know, she lost her husband. Uh, my youngest brother died when he was 29. He'd be 41, 40, almost 42 now. Okay. She lost her youngest son, figure it out. And then my wife, first date was the day before she started medical school. So, (laughs) so there you go. I mean, so I just don't understand from like literally a genetic blood perspective, but then the people I surround myself with the top entrepreneurs in the world would never make an excuse. Never. That's what separates entrepreneurs from everyone else. They just don't make excuses. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about some of those groups that you're a part of. How did you get involved with them? and, And who are some of the folks you, you deal with? That's a great question. Um, so um, I've been an entrepreneur for, I mean, I was always this person, but technically I've been an entrepreneur for a little over five years and everything's always an investment to me. So I, all these groups I were in, they've always been an investment. So the first group was like 250 a year and then 500, 2000. The ones I'm in now, they're, they're 25,000 a year plus good investment, not a cost. But anyway, so so <laughs> it's kind of funny when I was in, um, I was in, the, I think it was the, 500 a year group. And I, you know, you meet people, you talk to them and you learn. Right. So I was talking to, I was talking to one of the folks in there, great guy. I was talking like this. He goes, Hey, I've, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about, (laughs) but the guy who runs my company, he, he completely understands what you're saying. So he introduced me to me to him and that man's name's uh, Gary Clavin. It's Gary Clavin. Gary graduated first in his Army Rangers graduating class. He's most at peace when he's driving 200 miles an hour, and he's top level, top level entrepreneur who happens to be in financial. 
services, but he's an entrepreneur who happens to be in financial services. So he's like, you're not, you're not $500 year group. You need to join this 10,000 year group. That was strategic coach. I'm like, oh, okay. So immediately signed up. I don't, you make the investment courage. You just do it. And then now I'm in the 25,000 level that, but really it comes down to if I'm not in a room with people like Gary, most people aren't going to understand what I'm talking about. And if they do, they, they probably won't have the courage to, to do it anyway. So I have to be in a room with people that understand what I'm talking about. And more importantly, are actually taking action and having the courage to do something about it. Sure. Well, and it challenges you when you are, are dealing with people of that caliber. You know, it's like, you yes. know, you talk about playing tennis. If you play tennis with somebody who's just starting out, you're not going to gain. You're not going to learn. You're going to lose. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to regress. Exactly. And, um, you know, that's, man, I like how your brain thinks. Um, I believe you interviewed Mike Malatesta. I believe. Yes. You. Okay. Yes. So Mike, do you know Mike? I do know Mike. Mike's been, a, he's been a, a PR partner for my firm. And then he's also, he's the one who told me about abundance 360 because I was on his show and he's like, cause I always say abundance mentality is the only mentality. And he's like, Oh, uh, I'm in this group called abundance 360. Like, okay. So again, that one's about 25 K a year. And then Peter Diamandis runs that. And then Peter founded X prize. He's one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. And now he, he just wrote the forward for my next book, which comes out in a uh, couple months. Um, and that's just, it's an, it's just interesting. So it all starts with, it, it starts with making an investment and taking action. And so Mike, you know, I mean, Mike is, and even in terms of the folks I talk to, what he's overcome, I mean, that's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, what he's overcome is not only inspirational. I mean, it's beyond inspirational. It's be- because that is like, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> listen to any interview with Mike. Cause like you talk about no excuses. It's incredible what he's overcome. Absolutely. He's good. So tell me about your book. It's coming up when a couple months. Yeah, the um, thank you. The, the first one, uh, Epic Business, that one came out a couple of years ago, and I'm very grateful Chris Foss did the forward for that. Never split the difference, and then the new one's coming out in a couple of months. It's um, how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. So I'm, you know, I'm just a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur. Uh, would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family life, um, and so it's you know how as a team partnerships built you know, not only the first company, uh, global PR firm, and then now the new one, which is uh, uh, basically technology for my brain, high, high price point invite only connectivity platform. So with a partner I've met one time in person. So it's an interesting, it's just an interesting evolution. Yeah. So you brought up, uh, you know, you will never let your entrepreneurship interfere with family time. Why do entrepreneurs feel that they have to work 18, 20 hours a day? You're a is good listener. Is that fear? So, you know, it's a great question. And um, so, again, most of my day is talking to the, the top entrepreneurs in the world. I'm not talking about business owners. I'm not talking about consultants. I'm not talking about employees. I'm talking about like people, you know, you know, they're floating around. I talk to at least at least two folks a week, at least two that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or 
prevented them from ever having a family. That, and then there's even a third level where I was talking to someone. This was actually really interesting. He said he realized his brain, um, his brain and the way he thought he, he could never have a family. So he actively pursued not having a family. It's not, mm. he didn't even want to pursue having a family, which I thought was actually very noble of him. I thought that was very noble. Okay. Yeah. Rather than ruining somebody's life. <laughs> rather right. than ruining. I mean, because, yeah. and, um, so one of the chapters in my new book is, I mean, these are the discussions I have, whether they're recorded or not, whether they're recorded or not. Um, okay. So, um, this is just, this just happens to be recorded. I mean, so, um, you know, I was talking to, uh, Jesse Elder. He's, he's a genius. I don't say that lightly, he's a genius. And, um, so one of the chapters in my next book, it's entitled winning the wrong game. So I was talking to him about what you just asked me and he goes, Oh, they're just winning the wrong game. You know, care about revenue and, you know, employee count, revenue, employee count, office space, and it's material measurements and they're trying to replace meaningful measurements with material measurements. And they realize it doesn't actually, it's, it doesn't square peg doesn't fit round hole. Yeah. And um, okay. So that's one, two, when you're a journalist for, for 20 years, you don't get into journalism for, you don't get into that for employee count office space. You don't, I mean, that's not why anyone becomes a journalist. I don't think so anyway. Um, so it's always been about sharing stories about cool people changing the world. So, you know, that's just, it's just translated to entrepreneur life. And, and again, that's two. And then three, my dad died when I was 13. My youngest brother died when he was 29. So I know, I know what it's like not to have my dad around. I'm not going to, you know, we have two young sons, nine and seven. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do that. So awesome. Very cool. So you've met and worked with some amazing people, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, I'm looking on your website, just all the different logos of all the different companies you've you've worked with and everything like that. Amazing. Do you have any stories of uh, some of the people you've helped and how you've helped them? Um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> if it's not someone like Mike, uh, if it's not someone like Mike, uh, like it's not a good fit. It has to be someone like Mike or who wants to be like Mike, be like Mike. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're old school on that, but the, um, so there's someone, uh, his name's Greg Washington. I always think about him. I think about him every day. So Greg, uh, uh, played football at army, uh, multiple tours of duty overseas was almost killed in combat. His two, two of his best friends uh, were killed, were killed. And uh, he, had, uh, he had the gun to his head, ready to pull the trigger. And his uh, cousin called him and he picked up the phone instead of pulling the trigger. Mm. And uh, so courage, his courage was to do a walk from Mississippi to West Point where he played football I can't remember the exact mileage. It was 1,800 miles, something like that. Uh, it was a little over 1,800 miles, a couple months, several months. It took him to do it. And um, and so, you know, my, my PR firm got him a, you know, a ton of exposure and, you know, all the TV and the radio and the shows and all that stuff. And um, 
I was messaging him, you know, what happened, you know, how was it? What was the experience like for you? And he said, five people, uh, he did this to raise awareness for suicide, military suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's a big deal. Um, 22, 22 a day used to be the number that they high fact finder. Yeah. You're a high fact finder. So that's good research by you in your head. You're good. You'd be a good journalist. And, um, welcome. And, uh, so five people reached out to him, said they saw the stories and they said, stop them from pulling the trigger. So that's the one that always, that's a meaningful measurement. That's not a material one. Absolutely. Yeah. No, make it the impact. You know, if more people focus on making an actual impact, their families, their employees, their, their community, imagine what kind of place we'd live in. You know? Well, that such a great point. And the reason, I mean, if I, without quantifying it, quantifying it without quantifying it, my firm's partner would maybe 0.1% of the population, maybe one out of, not one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand people that uh, visionary abundance investment mindset. So that's a lot of courage. The reason why is because those are the people that actually will do it. And they're the ones that help everyone else. They're the ones like Greg or like Mike who will they'll, they'll do it. They'll build the company or they'll walk the 1800 miles and then everyone else benefits that. And so it's an active choice every day to only partner with people like that, because those are the ones that help the 99.9%, the ones that are engaged fully and will take action and make the investment. Those are the ones that help everyone else. So that's, that's why. So when you work with these leaders, what do you, what do you see? What are they, what are they missing? What do they need yes. to be successful? Because so many of them are, are, are struggling. And a lot of it I know is that fear holding them back. So there's a couple things with that. There's a couple things because I'm a hundred percent simplifier. And you asked, you asked some points and, and said some things there that really helped me simplify things. So I'm very, very thankful that you asked like that. So one, the thing I hear over and over and over, I hear the same thing, is we're tired of being the best secret. We want to be in more news, more media. It's usually at a global level, many times national, regional, to create more validity and credibility. They're not looking for ROI. They're not looking for book sales. They just want more validity and credibility introduced to the right people. Introduced to the right people. So I hear blah, 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 immediately simplify, and then immediate connect, 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 connect solve the problem. Okay. So that's one. Two, if someone asked, or if they were afraid to do something, we wouldn't even be having the conversation. It would never get to the point where I'd talk to them because they're already stopping themselves from having the conversation. And, and what happens is, is when you, when you attract people that don't make excuses and don't have the fear, they introduce you to other people that don't make excuses and don't have the fear. So it eliminates it eliminates what do you cost or charge. It eliminates I'm afraid to do this. And it attracts people that let's go. Let's make the investment. Let's take action. Wow. But I can see why you're down to the 1% or less. Point one. Point one. Well, that's point so right. You just What you just said there, that's the whole point. Because I can't, I can't help the 99.9 unless I help the point one. Because yeah. they're the ones that will they'll do it. And I don't, I mean, you said it too. I just don't understand the excuse part. 
I just don't, I don't understand it. It's very I just think it's easy. It's easier. It's hitting the snooze button. <laughs> Entrepreneurs, no, no snooze button. <laughs> I'm up before the, the alarm goes off most of the time. Me too. So, um, yeah. so talking about courage, we talk about courage on the podcast. Um, intellectual courage, the courage to set aside your long-held beliefs and the knowledge you do have to make room for new knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, empathetic courage to set aside your emotions to make room for somebody else's. Uh, yeah. Social courage to say what needs to be said when it needs to be said. Is there a type of courage you think is missing in in the world? Active courage. Active courage. Yeah. So my strength finders, because you mentioned Gallup. Mm-hmm. Um, you said a lot of interesting things there. So there's 34 of them. 34. Right. Different I'm strengths. 30. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm 34 out of 34 in empathy, 33 out of 34 in includer, but there's a caveat to that. For people who think or act at the highest level and do whatever it takes, I have endless empathy. That masseuse, the woman whose son died, the cab driver, I have so much, I feel those conversations at such a high level. I can't even begin to describe it. People that make excuses, I can't, I don't understand. So, okay. Most of my day is talking to ideator futurists. They're often ideal land. I'm guessing most of your days talking to a lot of those folks too. Um, and um, but, so they're often idea future land and they have some mix of activator, maximizer, achiever. So they'll actually do something about it now. So uh, I'm 32 out of 34 in ideation, almost dead last, almost dead last. Um, and then very low in futuristic. But if I hear a good idea from an ideator futurist with a mix of activator, maximizer, achiever, my top five are activate, maximize, achieve, competition, even though there is no more competition anymore, it's all collaboration, and then responsibility. So it's immediately simplification, immediate connection, and it's result, 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 result. Never stops. From zero to 100, it never stops. Very cool. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, when you see the patterns, I'm guessing you see the patterns. Yep. Have you done your Colby, K-O-L-B-E? Oh, no, I have not. I know we talked about that before on the podcast. Um, I, I've got the link. I've not gone out to do that yet, but that is definitely something I want to do. Yeah. Because I've done the, the Strength Finder before, which is interesting. I've always, you know, every one of the... the what are your top five? Oh, you know, I knew you'd probably ask me that. I don't have those. <laughs> I'm a high fact finder. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did it years ago for uh, one of the community programs I was part of. Um, I know uh, Cheever was one or. Yep. Yeah. You're definitely you're, strategic, probably yeah. input learner. Learner. Well, learner was on there. I love learning. Right. So how, how could you not? Right. How could you not want to be surprised? I, very people, people are low. In there, a lot of people. So <laughs> what I've learned is that, you know, connecting people, global level, global PR, you know, with zero business background. That's great. What I've learned is greatest skill set by far is I, I see the patterns. Like I, I mean, I can just listen to people and know the answer and then more importantly, do something about it. Um, so Colby, uh, K-O-L-B, K-O-L-B-E, not the cheese, um, a index it's 55 us dollars. It takes 20 minutes. That that's the ultimate simplifier. Um, 
most of the folks I talk to are very high quick start, boom, 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 boom. And then they have little to no follow through. So they're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so that if you don't hire like 3 million people, nothing will get done. Uh, and I have high quick start and high follow through. So say it, do it, hit the gas, nice. pump the brakes. Yeah. It's very rare. You might have it too, though. You might have it too. And then, um, and then also have high fact finder. So, and then the fourth one is implementer using your hands, building things. I'm, I'd be a negative a million for that. <laughs> yeah. But you can think in the abstract if you don't use your hands. Sure. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, one other thing I read, uh, I think it was on your, your website. Uh, you and your wife were recently featured on the Today Show. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah. So activate, maximize, achieve, and almost dead last in ideation. It's funny because the, the prologue for my next book is, uh, talks about in five years as an entrepreneur, I've had five, I've had five good ideas, only five. So one a year. So in 2018, I had a good idea to go out on a date once a week with my wife without the kids. And uh, again, my wife and I, our first date was the day before she started medical school. So, and then we have children. So we've never dated or had at the time we had never dated. And so activate, maximize, achieve, we did it. And then I have a decent sized social media following. And then, so we'd post every week, the photos and then people got interested. And then, so Mary Schmich, who won a Pulitzer prize uh, at the Chicago Tribune toward the end of uh the end of the journey she did a big story on it and the the today show saw it and then they're like oh you want to be on the today show okay so <laughs> there was no intent to get media from it but that's what that's what happens that's neat though uh yeah. date night once a week that's awesome we still date once a week yeah so activate maximize achieve we still date at least once a week now either wednesday or thursday we have lunch and with young children that was an interesting thing like um a lot of folks were like, oh, we don't even have kids and we never go out, never date. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So um, that's the best part. That's the best part of being an entrepreneur is get to see my children and then go out with my wife when we want to. Absolutely. Yeah, my wife and I are digital nomads now. So we're, we're <laughs> roaming around the country together. So we, Why not? yeah, we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. We, we go out and explore the, the area we're in. And it's, uh, it's fun, but like, it's almost like in business, take care of your employees. They'll take care of your customers. Your customers take care of the business. Business will take care of you. My focus is on her. I want to make sure that she has what she needs and stuff. And she ends up taking care of me and coming up with great ideas and everything like that. You know, your wife's the ideator. That's an interesting yep. thing. Um, I would like all the trips, all the things we do as a family, 90% of those are my wife's ideas. I'm like, okay, great. Let's, um, you know, there's a thing. Um, it's a good practice. It's a good practice. Um, the first thing I do every morning before the alarm goes off <laughs> is, uh, uh, do a grateful journal for my wife. So what I'm grateful for, for her, the previous 24 hours, um, it's a, it's a good practice. And um, cause like for her, you ever read the love language book? Oh yes. Yep. So hers are uh, mine is physical touch. And then hers is um, uh, words of appreciation. I think I'm dead. La- no, I'm dead last in gifts. And then second to last in words of appreciation. <laughs> so I don't really care, but she does. Yep. And so that's the way, that's the way I do it. Um, but it's a good, it's a good practice. And if you think of the opposite person of, as me, it would be my wife warmth, empathy, love, 
courage. Well, it's a different kind of courage, but um, it's, she's just the nicest person I've ever met in my whole life. And then here I am, but you know, it's a, you know, that's why the first thing I do every day is that it's a good, it's a good thing to do for sure. Absolutely. Very cool. So do you have people working for you at your company? So with the, with the PR firm, there's several freelancers and financial and website. Calendly has been a big help, but for, for new company, which is essentially LinkedIn without the BS, um, which I like LinkedIn, but mm-hmm. uh, most of it's BS, but um, so I'm in Chicago, my partner, he's also in strategic coach. He's in San Francisco. We've met one time in person at, at the, the launch party. Oh. And then the person whose company built the platform, he's also in strategic coach. He's in Toronto. Only time we've ever met was at the launch party. He was one of the guests. Wow. And uh, you took action, getting in a plane without a parachute. That's what the launch party was. Yeah. That was before there was even a company. And, wow. um, right. And then one of the people that showed up built the platform. So, um, you know, that's a full partnership collaboration. Uh, and then, um, so I'm like the, for the new company, I'm like front stage, talk about it and things like this. And then the new book talks about this a lot. And then my partner's name is Mark Fujiwara. Uh, he's a full backstage genius, full backstage genius. I could never build a platform. I mean, I'd blow myself up if I tried to build a, a SaaS platform, Yeah. but he's a genius at it. And it's amazing to watch. It's really like you talk about building teams, you're good at building teams and then eliminating right fits and attracting, eliminating wrong fits, attracting right, right. fits. He's like a perfect man. He's a perfect, I mean, yeah. That's a skill. Absolutely. So oh, if I was to bump into any one of these folks on the street and ask them <laughs> what type of leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you? Normally, I have the answer before it's asked. For the people, for this 0.1%, I would go through a wall for these people. Endless empathy. So hopefully, they would say I'm a responsible one. That's my biggest fear is letting those people down. It's my biggest fear. Very cool. All right, so you have the book coming up in a couple months. What's the title of the book again? First one's called Epic Business. The new one's called Epic Life. Epic Life. Awesome. Well, Justin, this has been great. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. If people want to get in touch with you, reach out to you, um, how can they do that? What's your, your company website? Yeah, the first one is uh, brepicllc.com, B-R-E-P-I-C-L-L-C.com. And there's a, a real quick, there's a mindset a scorecard it takes five minutes and people qualify or disqualify themselves with their own mindset. So it's an interesting, people like taking it. Very cool. All right. Uh, I'll have that link in there. I'll have a link. Um, your books, are they're going to be available on Amazon. Oh yeah. The, the first over. one's a, yeah. First one's a bestseller in six countries and um, it's all over the place. The next one will definitely be Amazon and all everywhere you can find a book. Excellent. All right. I will have links to all of that in the show notes for everybody so they can do that. So again, Justin, thank you so much for being on the program. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Good job. All right. Listeners, hope you guys were taking a lot of notes, uh, a lot of good information here and stuff like that. Try to be one of that, the 0.1%, please don't make excuses, get up, 
do what you need to do. Don't stop. And uh, share this episode with your family, friends, colleagues, and stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.